Thank you for tuning in to The Other Side of Fear. I'm Emily Kesterson, and this is my client, Becca. And Becca is going to share her story with all of you, her story, how she kind of hit a rock bottom, how her whole reality just kind of shifted and she realized her life wasn't where she wanted it to be. She got into my program. She's going to share her experience in my program and she's going to share her past and some of the reasons why she was operating in pain and fear to begin with that she wasn't even aware of until we worked through it. So I have like no voice, so I sound kind of like a dude, but we're going to do this anyway. So Hi, Becca. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. All right. So I want to hear a little bit of your backstory. So let's talk about before you met me, before we found each other, before we soulmate attracted (laughs) each other, what were you, what was your life like? What was your feelings in life, you know, and, and up until your kind of rock bottom, what had life been like for you? Okay. Before rock bottom. Yeah. I was pretty much numb, just like doing life, like what people expected of me, what I thought the right things to do were, that was me. I met someone, got married, because that's the thing you do. We bought a house, we had kids, we have a dog. Um, He worked, I stayed home, like total tradition, just living living the life. That's it. That's what I was doing. The life that everybody that you would think people would envy, right? Like the life, like you have it all, you have everything you would ever want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's so not the life that I like real me wanted, but that's yeah. what Cause yeah. that's what you do. Right. I just question anything. I was just numb, numb to everything. Just live yeah. it, wasting away. Yeah. So <laughs> then what happened? How did you kind of your life or your emotional health kind of spiral? Um. So I had an ectopic pregnancy and um that like triggered feelings for me I guess I mean even before that I had been like I wasn't enjoying my life so I was yelling at my kids and just generally miserable but ignoring it and numbing it with like tv and alcohol yeah (laughs) thing you do right (laughs) but after I had that pregnancy and like emergency surgery and all that like trauma I guess you would could call it I was feeling depressed angry like just miserable and I couldn't live that way I was hurting my kids I felt like I was dying like it was awful I couldn't stand it I needed help and I I like tried talk space and I hated it so talk space is like online counseling right yeah yeah just didn't like it wasn't the right fit for me at all if it's the right fit for you awesome cool do that find the fit but that wasn't right for me well and I found that like I did four years of talk therapy before my whole life fell apart and I found that it was helpful keeping me stable like talk therapy kept me like I was able to go once a week in it and like vent and get some type of guidance how to like keep my life together but there was no real breakthrough with it so I was just kind of coasting along it helped me to coast it never helped me there was no like getting to the real root of why I was so miserable and so it's not that talk therapy is bad or wrong it's like is what you're doing offering you breakthrough or not? It's that simple. Yeah. Are you surviving or are you thriving? Yeah. For me, Talkspace was like, I was 
I didn't even need to be talking to anyone. Like I was working through my own shit just by like texting them. Yeah. I I could have just journaled and had the same result. (laughs) It was just having that person to like vent to. Yeah. Yeah. So you found me on a group that we're a part of. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. 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 On Facebook. So what were your initial thoughts? Because I think I had posted just like a little bit about what I do. Yeah. You posted about, yeah, you posted a little bit of your story and what you do. And I was, it was just like, holy shit, I need you in my life. Yeah. And (laughs) I messaged you right away. And like, we just started right away. Yeah. (laughs) I messaged you like a little bit of my life and (laughs) it just felt right. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. So when you first, so we had a call, so I offer a free breakthrough session. So we had our first call and what you said to me was, I can't work through this miscarriage. This is like, so at that point in time, I think you were slightly aware and you were aware of a couple issues in your life, but the big issue was seemingly the miscarriage and what we broke through right away, which helped you to see, oh shit, this is deeper is that the miscarriage wasn't the problem. The miscarriage was trauma. It was painful and it was sad. It was something you had to grieve. So there's no making light of that, but that wasn't the problem because had the miscarriage not happened, something else would have triggered the underlying fear, the underlying pain at some point. So when we broke through that, like we were just kind of like, all right, let's, let's get real. That's not really the problem. The people in your life aren't the problem. The miscarriage isn't the problem. You're the problem. And you're like, yeah, you were very, (laughs) yeah, you were, but you were so open to that. You're like, yeah. And that's what it took was like, I don't work with women that are like, well, no, I'm not the problem. This is the problem. You were just like, yeah, help me. Yeah. I need, yes right away all of it yes so we started the program straight away and what was your so we I do an eight-week program so what was your experience you know maybe the first couple weeks versus the last couple weeks the whole entire program you know what were your feelings throughout it well I tried to be I was open and receptive and like ready to work Mm -hmm. like committed I wasn't going to waste, like, I wasn't going to waste my money to not, like, get anything out of it. I wasn't going to yes. waste eight weeks of time and not get yes. anything out of it. Like, and I, I love that real quick. Life. I love that real quick because so many people are, like, not willing to invest the money. And it has nothing to do with the money. And it has everything to do, like, for me, when I invested in my coach, I was, I had that exact same mentality. I'm like, I have, I've got skin in the game. Like, there's no fucking way I'm going to, like, pay you all this money and just, just be lax about it. Like, I'm pulling everything. So it wasn't even about the money, but it's all about the commitment. And because there's no way the transformation would have happened if I charged you $15. And you would have never fucking done it because you wouldn't have taken it seriously. Yeah. No, I wasn't going to waste it. Yeah. So I, wasn't what, waste it. I wanted to like, I, I wanted to like, not only feel like I got my money's worth, you know, but I wanted to like use that as an investment in me to like become the person I want to be so that I can make the money I want. Right. The life I want. Exactly. So you, you looked at it as, and you did the whole time you looked at it. It's like, you're starting a business, you're creating a new life for yourself. You're like, you literally created a brand new life for yourself in the span of like the eight weeks, which is crazy, which that's exactly what I did in my program with my coach too. I'm like, I'm out. Like, let's go do, let's go get real. And you know, so what were your feelings then? So we had some, I mean, you broke through some major shit. 
Yeah, I think that was, I think it was the first week. It was like our first, we had the breakthrough call and then our first like real call was really hard. Like I was nervous. I so Mm -hmm. did not expect to be nervous, but like the minutes before I'm like looking at my phone, like waiting for you to call, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, it's going to happen. What's going to happen? But it Uh, wasn't you nervous about the call. It's nervous about like, fuck, I actually have to deal with my shit. Yeah. That's what you're, and so you think like, oh, I'm just nervous. I don't know. It's unknown. It's not that like, it's never about the money. It's never about like the surfacey things. It's always about, fuck, I'm going deep here and I know it. And I'm like bracing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, it was like my body resisting the change that the inevitable change that we were going to work through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that ego coming in straight away. Like, Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I have felt the resistance like a few times in the last however many weeks we've known each other. Um, And it's crazy. Like it's physical. It's hard. Yeah. But it also like once I feel it, it's like, yes, this is like change is coming. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly it. It's like embrace. That's exactly how you embrace the fear and you take it. And instead of letting the fear guide you and the fear direct you, you're like, oh, I get to decide what I do with this fear and what this fear. Yeah, exactly. Let's like man up. So that mentality of like, almost like bringing on fear. Let's go. Because I know when I feel that strong resistance, there's a huge fucking breakthrough coming. Yeah. And I know that now, but that first week feeling that like, it just felt scary. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's completely different, but okay. First week I had a lot of resistance because deep down I knew I had a lot of shit to work through that first week. We uncovered childhood abuse. We we uncovered a little, but then second week we uncovered the rest because you weren't quite ready. Like you weren't, you could only deal with as much as you could like commit to dealing with, if that makes sense. At that point you were just like, fuck, like this opened a whole can of worms that I didn't even know I like had to deal with. And then the next week we really just took it and, and dealt with it. Yeah. And looking back, I, it's funny because looking back, I know that you knew yeah. There was so much more, but you're like, okay, yes. Yeah. yes Cause good. I knew I can't tell you to, it's not my pain. It's not my, so for me to push you, you can only deal with it when you're ready. And when you decide, that's why I always tell people, you have to decide to release it. You have to decide that you're ready. I can't do it for you. And yeah. I knew in that session that you were done. Yeah. And then, but the next week you were ready for more yeah. and you did, you busted through it. Yeah, I did. So what did you, so let's talk about, let's finish talking about the feelings throughout the program and then we'll go back to that childhood abuse. Okay. It was a lot. I loved the meditations and like the tools that you gave me to like stay with it every day. It was a lot of just like working to keep myself, my keeping, like staying present and like being in my body and in the moment. Yeah. Like actually thinking about myself thoughts, you know, like just being aware of myself. So it was constant. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, it's so cool to work with moms because the biggest 
one of the biggest reflections of our inner turmoil is our kids. So a lot of the messages I would get from you and even still now are like, oh my God, I'm like losing my shit on my kids again. Why? And we always bring it back to us. Nothing to do with your kid's behavior. Nothing to do with your kids. It has everything to do with you on the inside. And that's been huge for you because outwardly we want to be like, but my kids are crazy. My kids are sick. My kids this. And it's like, that's not the problem because when you have peace and stability inside of you, that shit doesn't rock you. Yeah. That's been a huge change. Now that you're out of the program, the growing hasn't stopped. The growth is like still going. And honestly, this is the most beautiful part because that's how it's been for me. Like when I was in my program with my coach, I broke through a lot, but like the growth the six months after that is really what like propelled me to be so powerful today and so have so much momentum today. And you're doing that too. Yeah. I'm not stopping like anytime yeah. soon. There's so much more that I want to do and change. And I'm not, I'm becoming the person I want to be, but I'm not there yet, but I will. I'm getting there. I'm you are. determined. I'm not stopping. Yeah, absolutely. I want, yeah. I want so much more for my life and I feel like my life has just started because I've just started to feel shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I actually think that my goals, know that my goals are achievable and they're my future and they're not just like wild dreams that I have because like this is the life that I'm living and this is the crazy dreams that I have. No, right. now they're the same thing. Yeah, it's all connected. Yeah, and so it's it's like your goals are so close that you can taste them. Yeah. Instead of before, yeah, you're just daydreaming. It's like, yeah. oh, well, I could do that someday. It's like, but someday it never happens. That yeah. someday it's like you stay in the same fucking marriage and you're miserable for 30 years and you have the kids and then you, it's just like, and then you die and then you fucking die and you never yeah. did anything unless you take action. So it's like, yeah. we're, how old are you? 28, 29. Yeah. So we're not even 30 yet. Hello. We have this, whole, our whole lives ahead of us. And yeah. how beautiful is that? So much life to live. Yeah, that's so awesome. So let's go back and talk about get deeper into the things that you broke through because this is huge. A lot of people don't know that they have such trauma and pain that they're holding on to because when we go through pain as a child, in order to survive, we have to suppress it because we don't have the tools to process it and to deal with it. So we just suppress it. And part of that is literally like mentally blocking it out and not. So sometimes consciously we don't know, like we don't have the memory and it takes really digging into that subconscious to really pull that out. And that was your experience. And it's so powerful for anybody listening because so many people are like, oh no, I, my life is okay. I don't have everything I want, but I think I'm getting there. And, but their life is a mess. They're trying the same things over and over and over and they're not working because nobody ever taught them that there's underlying shit there and they just don't know how to recognize it and they don't know how to deal with it. So as we were dealing with your pain and trauma, some childhood abuse came up and we were able to really connect the dots for you that you were not living your authentic life. You were not your, you were not authentic Becca and you then at that point learned why, why you became a shell of yourself. So let's talk about why you didn't feel like you could be yourself. So it was, it happened when I was like five and I have these vivid memories of who I was before I was abused. And I was like, you know, a little five-year-old, you're free and you're dancing and you're singing and you're loud and you're a kid. Yeah. 
And then after, I have, like, I felt like I needed to be, I was, I felt silenced. Like, I wasn't allowed to talk. I, like, had, there was an opportunity where, like, someone could have learned what was happening to me, and it was ignored. So Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, shit, like, this is something I can't talk about. Mm -hmm. This is something that, it's a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt... Like I lost my self because I used to feel joy and happiness and I was free. And then I was sexually abused and I, I was shut down. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I lost that spirit. Like it was taken from me or like I had to protect it deep inside me. Mm -hmm. Well, it was unacceptable for you to be yourself. It was unsafe. Yeah. It was unsafe for me to be that way. Because then I was going to get touched. Yeah. And nobody was going to believe you anyways. So you did what you had to do to survive. Yeah, I survived. And so let's talk about the shame that you picked up, the sexual shame and the guilt and how that affected you. So because I was like touched as a kid, I never really connected. I've never like connected sexually with someone. Because you completely shut down to your own sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, like I could have, I could have an orgasm, like only because I'm fantasizing in my head. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. never have an orgasm just because I'm connecting. I'm connected to someone and like actually in a moment with someone. Mm-hmm. I had no, n- never in my life had I. Mm-hmm. I was like ashamed of. I mean, I grew up in the church, so there's already a lot of shame around learning about your body and like masturbation and like touching yourself, all of that feeling pleasure outside of your marriage mm-hmm. like before marriage. I mean, so, I mean, there's that. And then yeah, I'm- take the sexual abuse out and that in and of itself will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was always ashamed of the fact that I like enjoyed touching my body growing up. It was always, I'm a sinner, you know, I enjoy yeah. my body. I'm a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> And so then at that point too, you, you start to connect orgasm to being rebellious or being so like a lot of times people will be, women will be able to get off when they feel like, Ooh, I shouldn't be doing this or, you know, and so a lot of times in the church, that's the thing, because if you feel like it's wrong to have sex before you're married and you have sex before you're married, it's like fun and it's exciting and you're doing something you should be doing well then you get married and it's like where's the fun and the excitement when your connection with orgasm and pleasure is being bad oh man yeah a lot I mean a lot of women deal with that so like a lot of people will go to like a porn in their head because it's like naughty yeah you know and it gets you that like excitement and that adrenaline rush but right so there's no we're not taught that our sexuality is beautiful and sacred. So you add the teachings of the church in with getting sexually abused, which is so fucking common. Let's talk about how, how common is it for people in the church to be sexually abused outside of the church? Absolutely. But in the church, just as much, just as much. And it's covered up. It's just so fucked up. So you're adding the sexual shame and the confusion and the silence and your silence. And it's like, you expect these people to grow up to be functioning adults. Well, you're not functioning adults. No, you're numb. Yeah. So what was your experience after you broke through that pain and that, and the secret came out? Like, 
Let's talk about your initial, your initial thoughts, which is so normal. So I was like, we hung up, I drove home and on the drive home, I'm like, shit, this isn't real. Yeah. This didn't, that, that's no, that, that didn't happen. There's no way that could have happened. And I messaged you and I said, I'm, I'm already doubting the truth that I uncovered. Like, is, is this normal? Like, why am I doubting myself? Yeah. Like this, this didn't happen, but I know it happened. Like I can visualize all of it. There are memories in my head. It happened, but also like, no way this didn't happen. Right. Because you break through the pain and then you think that automatically your brain and your body is just going to be like, oh yeah, we know the truth now. Great. But your brain has spent 25 years protecting you and your body has spent 25 years protecting you. So in protecting the secret. So when the secret comes out and you know, in your soul, what the truth is, your brain and your body are like, uh, no, we can't, this this, is death. This didn't exist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But so this is where the resistance comes in, where you have to be so confident in your ability to trust your intuition and trust your gut and trust that you do know the truth. And we're not taught that, especially in the church, dude, especially in the fucking church. Like you can't trust your own feelings. You can't trust your. And it's like you just are t- totally disconnected from any any part of yourself. So you had that resistance come in and, but it didn't, it didn't stay for long. I mean, you were pretty much clear on it like the next day, two days after. Yeah. Cause I knew you did know. So what was your process like after that? I mean, because to me, I viewed it as, I mean, you pretty much busted through it and we never really had to go. It didn't really resurface for you, the pain. Yeah. I was able to move on kind of quickly from it because one, it happened when I was so young and it was such a huge thing that happened to a five-year-old. I mean, to anyone, that's it's a big thing to happen. But I was able to see, I was able to process it as someone 20, 24 years older. Yeah. And I don't know, I just was able to move on from it. And also, I was able to, like, forgive quickly. Yeah, quickly. Like, you forget quickly. That there was more to it than... Mm-hmm. just yeah. what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing about your process was you took something that was painful for you, but you didn't sit in the anger and the resentment and all of that. You literally were like, we looked at the whole big picture of why it happened and, and it's like, Oh, okay. And it takes the weight off of it because it's not that it wasn't traumatizing and painful, but when you're 24 years later processing what felt like death to you at the time, you realize in light of your entire life, what you have ahead of you and all of that, it's not worth holding on to, And it's not worth making such a big deal about anymore. No, it's not. I mean, if that was something that I felt like I needed as part of my healing, then absolutely I would have gone into, like I would have let myself feel that and like process it and move past it and like have more conversations or whatever I needed. But this is what worked for me. I was able to see it like logically as an adult and I said what I needed to say Mm -hmm. and talk to who I needed to talk to and that's not a part of my life oh. right anymore. So I don't no. need to dwell on it. I don't need to spend any energy, waste any energy on it, feel any negative feelings about yeah. it. Don't need that. I, it never even really came back up to, for you. Honestly, we just worked through it and it was done. So, but now you see, so like when I first met you, you were 
like this. You were nervous. You were shy. You were quiet. You were just, you had such a hard time speaking. You had such a hard time. You were just so reserved. And then, and then I, when I saw you at my workshop, at my live workshop, we just hugged and it was like you were glowing from the inside out and you were vibrant and you were alive and you were funny and excited and bubbly and like all of these beautiful things. I mean, your whole demeanor shifted in a matter of like days. It was crazy. I like saw it unfold right in front of my eyes and it was so amazing to me. It was like the real Becca just kind of blossomed out and like the shell broke away and you were just like, here I am. Yeah, I was able to, like that little dancing, loud, singing kid was like able to come back out. Like I didn't have to protect her anymore. Yeah, because she's safe. Because your safety comes from within you now. It doesn't come from your outside sources. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So moving forward, let's talk about what you're working on right now. And just kind of what your goals are and where you want to go and how fucking fast you're going to do it. Yeah. So I've launched a business since Mm -hmm. during our eight week thing. So I (laughs) launched a business, kind of moved a little bit backwards and got a job that I didn't want that <laughs> sucked my soul out of me. Well, let's talk about that real quick because that was funny. Not funny because everybody does this. And this is a perfect example of letting the... I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, letting the fear come in because I can see it so clearly. I'm like, Becca, don't take the job. But you couldn't see it because you were still so afraid. So you took the job anyways. And immediately it didn't feel like love to you. It felt depressing and soul sucking and energy sucking. So immediately you're like, we, and we always say it's not failure. It's a learning experience. So, but you got yourself out of that so fucking quick, even though you were terrified, but that resistance came in and you're like, oh, this is too much. I'm going to settle. Yeah. And then the settling didn't feel so good to you because you know what love feels like now. Felt like shit. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like survival mode again. Yes. That's not how I live anymore. Right. So it's not that the fear goes away or that instinct to protect yourself goes away. It's that you're just doing bigger things now. Like the action that you're taking now is so much different than the action you were taking three months ago. And so the fear is still there and it still creeps in. Um, And it's like, sometimes it feels overwhelming and sometimes we fuck up and, but it's just like, we're constantly learning. So we do take, you know, one step forward, two steps back sometimes, but we're just like, keep chugging along. Yeah. So I took the job I didn't want. And like, every time I went there, like, I felt like I went back to the numb person I was with like the no feeling in my body. And it wasn't real me. I went back to like reserved, quiet, boring person. Yeah. And then like, it just sucked. It was awful. Um, But I quit and like the resistance was real. Like that day that I knew I was going to quit, I I was grumpy. (laughs) Kids like... (laughs) It was, it was a day, but then I did it, quit, and I came home, and I talked to a few people, I, like, made a few connections for my business. Within an hour of quitting, I had made two connections and got a, made a connection I had been wanting for a year, probably. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, better than what I had wanted. And it's exactly because... The miracles are on the other side of the fear. So had, so, and you saw that literally within a span of a few hours where you like 
quit the job. You finally got the balls, mustered up the courage to quit the job. And as soon as you did that, your energy was like through the roof. And you're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You got so much done in that short period of time that you had been like putting off for like months because you were letting the resistance, you know, take you under. I made those two connections while I was also like making a batch of soup. I I was everywhere. I was doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's so funny because like love is creativity. Love is energy. Love is productivity. And it's like you tap into that and you're unstoppable. Yeah. I will like chase that feeling forever. Absolutely. (laughs) And you can have it at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. Well, thank you for doing this today and sharing your story. This is so helpful. It's going to help so many women when we're just stop hiding and we just are honest about the process we went through, the shit we dealt with. And this is how we heal the world. And we start bringing love, you know, more love into the world. This is exactly how we do it. So thank you for sharing your story. Is there anything else that you want to throw in there? Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for having me and like helping me change my life. I will forever be grateful for you forever. Also, like if you are listening to this and you are, if you are living the life that I was, like if you are, if you have like the cookie cutter life and you are feeling unhappy at all or not feeling at all. (laughs) Yeah you can, like you, you can enjoy your life. You don't have to be, you are not stuck. You have the power to change your life and you don't have to live the life that is expected of you or the same life that you saw your parents live or that your friends are living. You don't have to be the same as anyone. Like if you have dreams, you have the power to go for them. Like that is you, that dream is you like become it. Take the action. Yeah. If you want help, like get help. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's so worth it. Oh, I love it so much. I will never forget the moment where we hugged in person for the first time because like literally the moment we met, it's like, you're my soulmate. You're my soulmate. Like you're my sister forever. And like, I cried. And like, we could just have, we could just sit there and talk. (laughs) I know. And like, I don't usually cry when I meet people like I, and I just like could hug you. I just still think about like, I just, it was like hugging a long lost friend. It was just so, because we both are so connected on such a deep soul level. And when you break through the bullshit, you learn to love that deeply. And I truly love you like a sister. It's like, I'm, I started my journey a few months before you did, and now I'm helping you. And now you get to help other people. And it's like, not, it's just such a beautiful community. It's just like so much love. I agree. Yes. Oh, yay. Well, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me.